At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. So today, as I'm ministering this, I want you to think about how you can do better in your life with what you say over the people that are closest to you, the people in your life that are family members. Talking specific family today, I'm not sure why, but that's what I got this morning, about you speaking the Word of God over your family members, and especially those that you don't like and that you find yourself verbalizing what you don't like about them on a daily basis. We've got to change what we say. And you'll see it in the Word of God. I'm saying it up front, now I'm going to just prove it by the Word. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. <clears throat> Remember, our title is Frame Your World. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So what you see that you don't like, you're not going to change that with visible things. You're going to change it with supernatural things, supernatural from the Word of God. You're not going to change things you can see with things you see. You're going to change things that you see and that you're experiencing with things you can't see. James 3, 2, and I'm going to read this out of the NIV. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect. You look at that word perfect, and every time I read this verse, I always make sure that that's understood, that word perfect there means mature, developed. So he said, anyone who is never at fault in what they say is mature and developed. They're maturing. They're working on it. Able to keep their whole body in check. When you check your mouth, your mouth will keep your body in check. Everything you do in check. All the things that you do that are out of control, they'll get in control when you start changing what you say. You know, what's difficult about that is that it takes time. I said this last week. I heard this from someone else uh, a while back, but I said said this last week. I don't want to fall off, off the stage here. I said this last week that God is slow, fast. He's slow, fast. I've been meditating on that for a while now, and every day as I'm meditating on that, I'm getting something different about it. God is slow, fast. He's not slow and then fast. He's slow, fast. So when you're patient with what takes time with God, all of a sudden, boom, it's just fast. 
Kind of like what Fabian was talking about when he, when he was mentioning about the truth and the increase that comes to those that believe. It takes time to believe the Word of God. You don't, you don't change what you say overnight, and you don't change what you say and it lasts unless you replace what you say with the Word of God. When I replace what I'm saying about things with the Word, and I, and I begin to frame my world with the Word of God, then it begins to take form, and what seems to be sometimes a long time, if you don't quit, boom, it'll be fast. It'll look like it happened overnight, but when you take in consideration all the slow time, it seemed like nothing was happening, nothing's going to work, boom, if you don't quit. Galatians 6, 9 says, you will reap. You'll get it if you don't quit. Say this after me. I am not a quitter. Amen. Amen. So we see here in this James 3, 2, that if we can control what we say, it's because we're working on it, we're becoming developed and mature, and then we can control everything else in our life. So, you know, at the, the least this is the way I do it. I think of all the things that are not right in my life at times, or things that are out of control, or things that I don't have under total control, and I think about that, and then I go back to the Word and think about where I need to frame some things to put a stop to that. Because, see, you're, you and I aren't good enough to stop some of the out-of-control stuff that we do. You're just not good enough. You're not strong enough. You have to have revelation from the Word of God to be able to em be empowered to shut that down. That's what this says. Proverbs 18, 21, another one. Death and life. The word death there is not ceasing to exist. The word death there is destruction. Destruction and blessing, life and blessing. So, death and destruction, life and blessing are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Love it what? Death or destruction or life and blessing. You love and have a passion to speak blessing out of your mouth, the Word of God out of your mouth, develop and frame your world with the Word of God. He said, here, in this verse, you'll eat the fruit of blessing. I don't want to eat the fruit. I don't want to love allowing my mouth to contaminate and hinder and shut down the advancement of my life because my mouth will. We're learning daily how to frame our world so that the world we live in can affect in a positive way the rest of the world. The hope of the world, the hope of the world, the hope that people are looking for in the world is found, or the answer to that is found in Colossians chapter 1 say, saying, Christ revealed in you 
is the hope of glory. It's the hope that people are looking for. So when Christ and the Word of God is revealed in you because you're framing your world with the Word, you become hope to others around you. We don't want to live our lives always needing all the effort in life being put toward us to be fixed. We want to be people that are developed and mature, perfect, as the Word says, but it's developed and mature. We want to be people that are developing, maturing, so we can be the result of hope to the world. Remember, it's not you revealed in you. It's Christ revealed in you. That's the hope. Isn't it amazing how much that God has put on us? Isn't it amazing how much He trusts us? <laughs> you, know, you, know why, you know why He trusts us? Because we were created like Him. And He believes we can get out of our mess and get over into Him. That's where his faith is. He, he believes we can do it. He believes that what he created, he created good. Look at your neighbor, if it's the right thing to say, and look at them and say, you're looking good. <laughs> if it's the right neighbor, you can say that too. <laughs> you're looking good. Why? Because he made us good. He didn't make a mistake with us. There's things that appear like they're not good in you because there's no framing going on, or there's not enough framing, or you've quit your framing, or you're in the process of framing. In the process of framing, there's still, man, those ugly-looking things. But we're good. He made us good. We're good because He's good. Say, so, well, you know, there, there's, nothing, there, there's nothing good but, but God alone. That's right. But, we, but the part of us that was created, we were created like him. And so because we were created like him, we're good too. We're good because he's good. Amen? And, and if you don't see yourself as potentially being able to be good and be delivered and be set free from those things, you don't see yourself like that, it's because you're not framing. Because you can't see it. You don't have the capability of seeing the goodness that, that is in you and the potential that you have that God put inside of you. You can't see that. Only if you're framing. Can you say amen? I love this passage. I'm going to read it out of two translations. <clears throat> Psalm 1 and verse 1. Psalms 1 and verse 1. I'm going to read it first in the New King James. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, his delight, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. The word law there meaning the word of God. His delight is in, in essence, the word of God. And in his word, he meditates day and night. He meditates day and night. How can you meditate the word of God day and night? Only one way. Hear me when I say this. There's only one way to meditate day and night. 
if you have something to meditate on. You're not going to meditate on what you're reading. I mean, you'll read something and then, you, you know, you will. But if you're not verbalizing it, you're not meditating the way God wants you to meditate. You meditate on the confessed word. So when you're framing your world, you have something to meditate. And listen, the more you're framing the wor- your world, you want to meditate day and night. You want to meditate on, on, on the truth of God's Word. He, you, this person, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Anybody notice the trees down by the Guadalupe that are close to the Guadalupe, even during some of the hottest times we've had since I've lived here, 30, almost 35 years, that I've never seen heat like we've had for that long and that far into the, actually into the fall where we've had, we've had heat late, late summer and in early fall, that we've had heat like we did. But did you notice there were trees down by the river? Man, they're just a shining. They, 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 they don't know any difference. They, they thought it was, uh, we, we had a mild summer. Huh? They're just growing. Why? Because they're connected to the water. That's what the Word brings to you. So this guy confessing and framing the world, meditating day and night on how good that God is and how good He made us to be. Woo! Meditating day and night. He said, this person will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth its fruit in its season. Hear me, and go watch at the river, because once it does get cool, the trees by the river will drop their leaves. They'll turn and drop. The word is, and the curse that's out there is because of how hot it was that our trees aren't going to turn this year. Tomorrow morning, no wait, what's today? Yeah, tomorrow morning, uh, it'll be 45 degrees, is what one of the weather channels said. Here in Kerrville, it'll be 45. Everybody say amen to that. <clears throat> so it's getting cooler, say. So little by little, the, the, the leaves are going to turn, and the trees that'll turn, watch, see, they're in their normal course, going through the way it's supposed to be. Everything's fine. Why? Because they've been connected to the water. We're living in a society, in a world today, man, there's all kinds of hell going on, but when you're connected to the water, to the life, you just keep going through the motions, doing your thing, huh? What, what are you creating? You're creating this life that is a hope to the world. That's what we're about. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to be living a life, not, not up and down and roller coaster, this is not right, and the, the, the market's not right, and, you know, uh, the terrorists are here, and they're doing, and what's going to happen, and the border, and bah, bah. But when you're connected to the water, when you continue to frame your world, not by what you see, not by what you hear, but you're framing your world by what he says, then you keep going. Man, look at that guy over there. Man, he's, he's just like shining. Man, his leaves are all red. This is yellow. Look at him. He's... Why? Because he's still connected to the Word no matter what. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, brings forth its fruit in its season, the way it's supposed to, whose leaf all shall, shall not wither. <laughs> 
Because what they're saying is the trees that are away from the water, the leaves are going to just wither and not turn and not do and not produce. Everybody say, not me. Not me. Not me because of the word. See, God's no respecter of person. I'm not saying that in pride about me. I'm saying I'm him in Psalm 1. Right? Do you ever put your name in these passages when you're reading them? You need to put your name in there. So he's talking about me. So, so, so back up just a minute. So Bert shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in its season. My leaf shall not wither and everything that I do prospers and advances. Everything. Why? Because I'm framed. See, so the framing is done by what? Somebody tell me. What you say from what? The Word of God, right? So if I'm saying that in pride about everything I do prospers because I'm so good, well, you'll fall flat. There's not one of us good, not one, only Him. But because of His righteousness, now we're all good. See, I'm good. I'm good because He made me good. And I'm getting better every day because I'm framing with His Word, so it's His Word that does all the work. You say, well, oh, wow, Pastor, so I, I, I can just sit back and do nothing. I didn't say that. No. What you can sit back and do is develop what I'm talking about, framing your world with the Word of God, learning how to hear His voice, and then when He tells you to do, you do what He says, and everything will be blessed and prosperous the way He says it will be, the same way it was with Jesus, because Jesus said, I only do those things that Father said. Jesus didn't even do what He wanted. Remember in the garden? Lord, if there be any other way, yet not my will, but yours be done. So Jesus will. Jesus, the head of the church, third part of the triune being the Word of God, Jesus Himself, and the Father's will were not the same. But not my will, yours be done. When you get to the point where you're not moved by any, I mean, do you, do you know what He was faced with when He said that? I mean, if ever there's been a day and a time and a person that should have been given some grace to allow His will to be done. It's when He was taking everything of the whole world, every person that has ever lived or ever will live, on Himself, and He said, not me. It's whatever you want. And when we go through difficult times, when we're able to say that, because of what? You're able to say that, not by putting nails in your teeth and gritting and, oh, God, can I get... You're able to say that because you've been framing. The Bible says this. Difficult times will come. The Bible says difficult times will come. There's difficulties in the world. But when difficulty comes and you've been framing... You, you have the ability in Him to overcome anything that you face. 
because you've been framing. And now you're this God that's planted by the rivers, so it doesn't matter if there's a drought. Doesn't matter how difficult anything is or appears to be. It doesn't matter. You're prospering in everything you do. You remember when, in the Old Testament, when Isaac, he had a situation he was going to do like his father had done. And in, in, in a time of famine. And the Lord said, no, you, I want you to stay where you're at. And the Bible says that Isaac sowed seed in famine and in the same year reaped a hundredfold return. So he sowed seed on ground probably as hard as this concrete right here, this concrete floor. He sowed seed in difficult ground. And it produced, why? Because Father told him to. See, the key to our success is framing your world, and what framing your world, one of the things that it produces is the sensitivity to hear words from Him because you're framing your world with His Word, so then you can hear what He says, and, and, and how that happens, you know, it's hard to write a book about that. You can write a book about the basics of that, but how for a person to learn how to hear, it's very difficult to write a book. You have to experience it. You got to, yeah, get the basics, learn how to do that, but then you got to do it. And then you got to be creative with how you're hearing because what you're going to hear, what you're going to hear with these ears is going to be different than what you hear with your internal ears. Your internal ears are going to hear things from him that he tells you to do something like he told Isaac. I want you to sow that seed in hard pan because you'll reap a hundredfold. And in the selfsame year, because he obeyed, he didn't do things like traditionally you'd do it. He did it the way Father said do it, and it produced hundredfold return. Can you say amen to that? Amen. I want to read in the Passion, Psalm 1, uh, 1 through 3. <clears throat> what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. I, I want to look at all three of those things just real quickly, and uh, just real quick, and, and uh, then I want to finish this verse. But he says, he won't walk in step with the wicked. The word wicked there in, in the Hebrew is comes from a word I, I I don't have it written down it's 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 Wicca something in in the Hebrew but it means to be twisted so here he said he won't walk in step with the people that have twisted thinking like a wick on a candle where you to get that really, really super tight so that it'll burn correctly and burn slowly, you've got to twist that thing. And there's ways of thinking that are twisted out there that he said, this person won't walk in step with wrong thinking, twisted thinking, nor share the sinner's way. His heart is for the sinner, 
but not living the sinner's way, not that path. Nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat, always, as we talked about earlier, talking bad, always verbalizing all the things that they don't like. And I'm telling you, when you start living this way and framing your world this way, you'll be surprised what God challenges you. You've got to learn how to hear because he'll challenge you about every single thing that comes out of your mouth, everything, everything. He'll challenge you. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am. I'll read that again. His pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am. Meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of his life, bearing fruit in every season of his life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, and ever prosperous. He's never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. He's never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Who? The one who has his pleasure and passion remaining in the word of I am. His pleasure and passion. He's developing that, a desire to have pleasure and passion in framing their world with the word of God. You know, what I'm talking about is actually, it's, it, there's nothing difficult. There's no hidden agendas in, in becoming a doer of the Word. But it's work. You can't be afraid to unbutton your sleeve and roll them up. I'm going for this. I'm going to make the changes that I need to make. The great thing about it is that the change starts in replacing what's coming out of your mouth with a daily routine of developing what the Word says about you and your life. When I first started doing this a lot of years ago, <clears throat> I started by finding maybe a half a dozen, I don't know, maybe as many as a dozen verses of Scripture that talked about fear. And I've kept those verses of Scripture through the years, and I speak them every day. And this is what I started with Every day of my life, I started this, started framing <clears throat> my world with these verses. <clears throat> God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound and a well-balanced mind. Fear not, for I'm with you. And what, what I had to do is, over time, I learned to replace that with talking 
it was God talking to me. Bert, fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. One day I defined the word dismayed. I don't know about you, but that wasn't in my Texas language. You look a little dismayed today, brother. No? So I defined the word dismayed. He said, he said, be not dismayed, I am your God. Being dismayed is experiencing or showing feelings of alarmed concern, upset, worried, or agitated because of some unwelcome situation or occurrence in your life. Unwelcome occurrence. Something that you didn't plan on happening today, and it happened, and God said, no, 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 don't give in to that, don't be emotional that way, don't allow your emotions to go that way, don't allow your words to come out of your mouth, and don't frame your problem with the problem. Frame it with the Word. So many times in the first year or so that I started this, I would say things like this, something would come up in the day that I didn't intend on, tried to fluster me, because it's going to come at you. It'll come at you, want to fluster you, want to get you in fear, want to grip you, try to get you focused, because the enemy wants you focused on the natural things, so you're not focusing on the supernatural. So I would say things like this. I'd see something or something happen, and I would say this. No, 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 no. Father, you told me to be strong in you because you're my God. You said, do not be dismayed. Do not be moved by this, these situations that have cropped up today. I'm choosing not to. Watch this. He said, you, Father, you said, you are, you, you are my God. You're the one that goes <clears throat> with me, and you'll not leave me nor forsake me. He said, when you trust me and not trying to trust your ability to overcome this situation, I'll lead you out of it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? He's with me. His rod and his staff, his word and his spirit, they comfort me. And on and on and on. And when I begin to build that, and I begin to declare it, I, I, you, you can ask my wife this. This was many, many years ago. But you can, you can ask my wife how that some fears that continued to remain in my life, I began to get liberated and free of those fears. Why? Because I started framing my world with what the Word said. And then I came against and combated those things. So it looked like it was taking a long time, and then all of a sudden, bam, free. See, if you don't take the time to frame, then there's not the bam. It's like in a moment, you know, wait a minute. I mean, and and since that time, I, I can almost remember a day, a season, a time when that liberation came. And since that time, been many years, uh, somebody think, well, so you hadn't, you hadn't had any fear at all. <laughs> no, in fact, more fear comes. 
But when it comes, it can't remain. Because I got delivered from what I needed to be delivered and set free of that was causing me to meditate and focus on the fear situations. Now, when the potential, it comes. Sometimes maybe I give it a little bit too much time or something, but I've lived with fear, and I've lived without fear, and without fear is better. How many can say amen to that? Amen? And the only thing that's going to give you what you need is a life that is framed daily. Not, I did that a month ago. No, 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 no. Because there's devils today that want you focused. And if you're not framing here, you're framing the negative. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love the death, that's where you live. Those that love the life, that's where you live. Death and life are not in the power of the devil, not, not even in the power of God. For God to fix that, he's already fixed it. Death and life are in the power of what I say, and if I want life that is God, it has, to be, it has to come through what I'm declaring that he's already said is so. Never has to do, it never, it never gets down to it's because of what I did. It's always what I did based on what he says is so. That's where your victory is. So see, God gets all the credit for whatever you overcome in. Not because you were so strong and tough, and you got to be strong and tough. But there's a lot of people strong and tough and a lot of things that won't produce what we're talking about right here. You've got to roll up your sleeves and be willing to, to get in the fight and stay in the fight no matter what. Can you say amen to that? So, I want to read these last two passages to you, and I want you to think about it because I want to pray for you today regarding a specific thing. I want to, I want to pray over you today. John eight thirty one and 2 says this, Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word... You are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The King James here says, if you continue in my word. I really like that. If you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth, and the truth makes you free. I said the truth makes you free. It's the truth that I know and that I'm framing with and that has been revealed to me that sets me free. Remember, the Word of God already is the Word of God, and the Word of God is everything that the Word of God says it is, whether you believe it or not. Whether it works for you or not depends on whether you choose to do what it takes to believe the Word of God. And it takes work. It takes dedication, and it takes a development to a place where you begin to believe that the things you say are truly happening and changing and coming to pass in your life. When you get to that place, you begin to see results. That's why God is slow. When is this ever? When, when, when? Why, 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 why? Ho, 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 ho. Boom! Because you've stayed with it 
and you begin to believe in the name of Jesus. So, I want you to take this last passage I'm reading to you today, found in Philippians chapter 4. <clears throat> and uh, really meditate on this because this is the day-to-day process that has to be in operation for you. You have to have this in operation in your life. <clears throat> if you don't have this in operation, it just doesn't work. The things that I'm talking about doesn't work. And the reason I'm spending so much time kind of in an elementary way is because we have to get this. It's not just about your life. The hope that the world needs, that there's a God in heaven, the hope of the world is Christ revealed in you. It's not just about you. It's about the rest of the world. Did you hear what I said? It's not just about you, it's about the rest of the world also. I've said this before, and I think it's worth repeating. God isn't running the world. God's not running this world. You think that the God of heaven is running this place? If he was running this place, it wouldn't look like this. I promise you. But what he's running is me. And you, we're the hope. Do all you're supposed to do in knowing the candidates that we vote for and voting for people and doing all this kind of thing and the, the, our democracy here and, and, and our, our government is, is one of the greatest nations in the world. And, and I say it because this is my country. How many believe that? You believe that for yourself, that this is your country. Do all that you're going to do, all of it. But at the end of the day, a politician, you know, some other person doing this, that, and the other is not the hope of the world. Christ revealed in you is the hope of the world. God isn't running the world, He's running me. So when I begin to start saying something and framing my world with truth, I'm affecting the whole world. You need to see yourself like that. You're not just about the little world that you live in. You live in a huge world that needs you. One of the greatest revelations that I've got is that God needs me. Oh, God doesn't need anything. God can do whatever God wants to do, yeah? Except God's going to only do here on earth the way he framed it to work. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gave authority to the sons and the daughters of men. So God is working through us. So I'm going to say it to you again. God isn't running the world. He's running you and I to run the world. And when you and I get in charge because we're operating in authority, I'm not talking about you, you know, raising up some coup to come against the government. I'm talking about you rising up inside of you and believing in the anointing of God inside of you that is the difference maker to the world. Christ revealed in you is the hope. God isn't running the world. He's running you. He's running us. Anybody that will allow God to do what God wants to do internally in you so that in turn, what we do and say over the earth makes a change.
I say this every day. You know this. I repeat this a lot, but I'm saying it again. I say this in a lot of different ways over different groups of people and the government and all these kind of things. But I say this every day. Everything hidden is being brought to the light. Every lie is being exposed by the truth. All darkness is being uncovered by the light of God's Word. I, I can't tell you, every time I say it, I get cold chills. Because God is running me to declare those things, and when I say those things and I believe that when I say them, they come to pass because they're from the Word of God, then I'm changing the world. And I'll just tell you this. There's a devil out there that has absolutely no power against you except deception. And if he can get you moved by the natural world, like we were talking about earlier, if he can get you moved at the natural things, so then like some bad thing happens in the natural. Somebody gets attacked like in Israel. The potential of this nation being attacked, all the threats and all the things that are going on, the things that are being said like that. If he can get you focused on that and get you away from this, then there's no hope for the world. But if you and I will stay in this first, and then whatever we do in the natural is because of what we got from Him, then we're affecting the whole planet. And I'm telling you, you will become against. Jesus said, you will be persecuted for the Word's sake. The enemy will come against you. Remember, people are not our problem. People may do things led by the enemy, but people are not the problem. And when what we have that we're framing day to day is building something in us that cannot be defeated, then we're affecting everybody around us and from one end of the planet to the other. That's why I spend so much time praying for the whole planet every single day, and I never miss. I just don't miss it because my words are being effective. And it doesn't matter if, it doesn't matter what some, the next person thinks, or I don't care what people think or not. But I've been in this for 46 years, and I've been believing the Word of God for 46 years, and I've never quit. And now I know today more than ever before that the word that I believe is making a difference. I said the word that I believe is making a difference. And the word that I'm doing as a result of believing is making a difference on planet Earth. One of the greatest revelations we ever get is that at the end of the day, it's not me knowing the word to speak it all on me. Actually, every day I thank God for certain things that the Word says about me. All my needs are met. All this is, I'm healed in my body, all that. I spend enough time in that to remind myself of that, to be strong in it, but the majority of time I spend in what I speak is over others. Because the Word's already shown me God's got my back. I trust Him. He's got my back. He, he's done it all for me. Now, I want to duplicate that into the lives of other people and the only way is that I continue to frame and I continue to believe, like I was just confessing for you a minute ago, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. If He hadn't given me fear, then I don't take it. 
And every time fear comes, no, not in my house. No, in the name of Jesus. I cast you down. You have no right to rule in my life. I will not pay attention to you. In fact, because the fear came trying to tell me you need to do this, I'm going to do this. I'll find somebody else to pray for. Yeah, keep bringing that stuff. I'll, I'll find somebody else. Every day. <laughs> so, my wife and I, we were gone for a week every year when we go to Wave Conference. We take a few days off, kind of a little mini vacation, and we were in Washington, D.C. And uh, we were in the town of Alexandria, and we pulled up to one of those parking deals, you know, that you, uh, I don't know, park, in some, park something. And, and you got to get on your phone, and you got to figure it out. I haven't used it, and I, don't, I can't remember. The last time I was probably in D.C., I used it. And I, I, you know, and, and your, probably your credit card expires or something. It costs three or four bucks if you use these things, and they're really great. And, uh, and so I'm using it, and I'm typing it in, and I'm trying to figure out. I'm standing outside at the little post, you know. Becky's in the car. There's a car in front of me, and this, this, these two guys and this couple and these two little kids get out of the car. And I'm looking at it, and the guy says, so what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to figure this parking app out. And he goes, well, type this in, type that in. He tells me what to do. And the wife comes around and she hands me this track. And she says, read that, and I'm believing you're going to accept Jesus as your Savior. (laughs) And I said, amen. I said, I just want you to know I'm I'm saved to the bone. And they looked at me and said, you're you're born again? They said, yeah. So... Long story short, uh, these people come every Friday into the King Street in Alexandria, and they preach the gospel right in the middle of King Street, right in the middle of it. One guy works at, where? Pentagon, other guys at uh, Annapolis, and the wife and two kids with the one guy that works at the Pentagon the other guy's wife and five kids are at home. And the connection we made with them, and now I get to pray for them. Can you imagine the abuse that they could ha- deal with being at the Pentagon and being vocal? That, we, we found, I found the guy. I went into a Starbucks on the south side of that King Street. I went into the Starbucks and went in and used, I was going to use the bathroom. I'm standing there, and this guy that I had seen, I don't know how many blocks back, he walks out of the bathroom. And so I said, man, we got to meet. And so they're, on, they're across the street, so in, in a minute after we got our coffee, we went out there, and he's got his Bible open. He's preaching the gospel to the people in the street. You know, that, that today, that's not necessarily my way of doing it. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? My way. But I loved what he was doing. Man, we stood there and ministered to people and talking, and she's talking to the wife and the kids running everywhere, you know, and, and we're standing out on the street corner, and they're passing out tracks and all this kind of stuff. But I get to pray for them. You see? I get to pray for them. And, and, and can I say it like this? Can I say this for your sake? Because you don't go talk about yourself and who you are or what you do or all these things. I mean, he, he knew I was a pa- we were pastors, right? 
But do you think that that guy today is blessed because of who came in his life? No, no, no. Did you hear the question I'm asking? Yeah, we were blessed. But do you think he's blessed because of who came into his life? He didn't even know how blessed he is. Because he came into someone's life that believes the word because he's never quit the word. And when I pray, I get results. And he doesn't even know the impact that is coming through me. Is it wrong to think of yourself like that? No, no, no. We were created good. And if we're doing this as unto God, see, I'm saying this to you today. I'm not saying this to him or trying to, to, to talk about how great, because it's not about how great I am. It's how great the word is that I believe. So when things come against you, you go find somebody else to pray for. When things happen and pressure comes on you, find somebody else to speak the word over. That's why I encouraged you in the beginning. Frame, begin to frame your world around your family members because family members can stunt people's spiritual growth more than anything else. That, and it's kind of funny to say that, but it's true. And if you pray for family and you speak the word over them, what really blesses you is when you begin to see change in their life and you know it came because of what you pray, but you don't get to tell them that. You get to look at them and hold their hand and say, you know what, I'm so glad you've overcome this and you've, man, you're on top of this situation, but you know nothing just happens. It happens because people learn how to pray and declare the Word of God. Can you say amen? amen? So, today, take this passage that I'm reading you and I'm ending this service with today and apply it on a day-to-day -day basis to the things that you face every single day. Philippians 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. 24-7. Never let anything else come out of you but rejoicing in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. If you didn't get it the first time, he's reminding you the second time. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. <clears throat> Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Be anxious for nothing, fretful about nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. The only way to not be anxious, not be fretful, not to give in to those things is going before God and saying, Father, I thank you. I feel, I feel under pressure. I feel this way. But I'm thanking you that your word is true. You told me to not be anxious. I'm thanking you for empowering me to not be anxious in this situation. I love you and I, I bless you and I'm looking at you. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all of your understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, 
Whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do it. I can do this. You can do this. You and I can meditate on the things that we're confessing every day. The things worthy of praise, not the negative things. The things that are lovely and and of good report, meditate on those things. And, And all of those things come from the Word of God. Because when you get a negative report, and yet the report of the Lord says this and this and this, He wants you meditating on those things. And I'm telling you today, you can do this. You can do all things through Christ, who is your strength. Can you say amen? Amen. It's a great day to be alive and to be born again. To have Jesus living big on the inside of us. Can you say amen to that? This morning, I want to leave you with this thought, and I want you to be thinking about this, about how blessed you are to be saved. John 3.16 says this, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whoever believes in Him would not perish, would not perish, but have everlasting life. He would not perish. Whoever believes in Him would not perish. So, If you don't believe in Him, you perish. I had a friend, a pastor friend of mine, a while back made this statement to me. He said, I've decided that there is no hell. And I said to him, you didn't decide that through the Word of God. Hell's a real place, but it wasn't made for people. It was made for the devil and demons. But if you don't accept Jesus, you perish and hell is your destination. The Bible's very clear on it. My friend just got to the place where he began to reason in his mind that God just couldn't be that evil. God's desire is that all people come to the saving knowledge and that all people come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's desire. Not one should perish, but everybody be saved and born again. That's why we've got a lot on our plate. Our responsibility is to see people saved. My friends in D.C., I saw on Facebook that they were preaching again this last Friday ministering, seeing people saved, set free. I get to play a part in that because I pray for them. I want to see people saved everywhere because I don't want people to perish. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.